ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ربنا إني أسكنت من ذريتي بواد غير ذي زرع عند بيتك المحرم ربنا ليقيموا الصلاة فاجعل أفئدة من الناس تهوي إليهم وارزقهم من الثمرات لعلهم يشكرون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما نحل والد ولدا من نحل أفضل من أدب حسن أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام. Respected elders and brothers, a famous Western researcher by the name of Lewis Latham studied 50 of the richest U.S. families from the year 1900 till the year 1960, and he concludes his findings in the following words: I notice that, with few exceptions, the lives of the heirs are marked by alcoholism, suicide drug addiction and despair. So let us ask our, let us ask ourselves that owning billions yet so much of despair, having all the luxuries in the world yet suicide, having every single comfort for their children yet their children are turning to drug abuse. So beloved brothers, this is the effect of materialism. That when they have made material success the only thing, the only benchmark of, benchmark of success in life, then this is what is the outcome. That you produce machines who are only after fulfilling their desires, who are only after making money, and the whole value system as a result of this 
collapse. On the other hand, let us compare this to the great Sahabi of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu anhu. Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu anhu received a proposal for his daughter from the king of the time. Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu anhu thought over the matter and thereafter he rejected the proposal. And a short while later, he accepted a proposal from a person who was of medium standing, a person who was not very wealthy. He did not have all the luxuries and the pomp which is associated with the king of the time. So someone went up to him and asked him that, Oh Abu Darda radiallahu anhu, we find it very strange that you had such a good proposal in our terms, yet you turned it down. And on the other hand, you gave your daughter to a person who did not have much wealth, a person of not a high social standing. So Abu Darda radiallahu anhu's response was that I pondered what would be the future of Darda, his daughter Darda. I pondered what would be her future. And I thought to myself that if she is going to enter the king's palace, then she could be tempted by the luxuries of this world and lose her focus of the akhirat. On the other hand, I gave her to a person who might not be very wealthy, but his dini values, his dini education is solid, is firm. And therefore, her akhirat will be secured by marrying such a person. So we can see from here the two contrasting views, the two contrasting ideologies. One is where a person only goes after material success, but rather the Muslim's mindset should be that how can I attain dini success? When Hazrat Ibra- Ibrahim salam had left his respected wife and beloved child, Hajar salam and Ismail salam in Makkah Mukarramah, in a barren land, uninhabited. Then look at the dua he makes when he is leaving them. Ibrahim alayhi salam says, Rabbana inni askantu min zurriyati biwadin ghayrizi zar'in inda baytika al-muharram. That, oh my Rabb, I have left my family in a barren land by, by, by the Haram Sharif, which was the Kaaba Sharif. Obviously, it will become the Kaaba Sharif later on. But I have left my family in a barren land. And then look at the duas he makes thereafter. Ibrahim alayhi salam says, Rabbana liyuqeemu salah. So that, oh my Rabb, they can establish salah in the land. Salah is a fundamental of deen. Meaning so they can establish the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the land. So that was his first concern. The first concern of Ibrahim alayhi salam wasn't their rosy, or wasn't their material success, but rather their deen must be secure. Then after that he makes dua. فَجْعَلْ أَفْئِدَةً مِّنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ وَرْزُقُهُمْ مِّنَ السَّمَرَاتِ That turn the attention, turn the hearts of people towards them and provide for them from your fruits. Ulama explained that fruits refers to all types of worldly benefits. Now if you look at this dua, he did not make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must make Makkah Mukarramah a fertile land in which businesses, in which their business will flourish and they will attain material success. But rather the hearts of people must incline to them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must provide for them from his treasures. Showing us that their rosy will come to them. Their rosy will come to them. That was the dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Not that they must go out now and hanker after the dunya. And look at the dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam, how it materializes. This day and age, what you won't find in Makkah Mukarramah. What you won't find in Makkah Mukarramah. Whether it be the global brands, whether it be the different types of food. You name it, you will find it in Makkah Mukarramah. The effect of Ibrahim alayhi salam's dua. And then in conclusion, Ibrahim alayhi salam then says, لَعَلَّهُمْ يَشْكُرُونَ So that they may be grateful to you. They may be thankful to you. The ulama explain that what is meant over here, that by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala providing for them their rosy, 
it should increase the loyalty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you with material success, it shouldn't be a diversion from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It shouldn't be a diversion from His laws. But rather you should become more thankful to Allah. You should become more obedient to Allah. That you have favored me with so much. How much should I thank you, Ya Allah? So look at the beauty of this dua. That the first concern he had was for the deen and for the preservation of deen in his family. So similarly, beloved brothers, we've come to the time of the holidays. And now many parents would have already been looking for the best school in which to enroll their child. And many a time they would travel distances just to have that child in the best academic school, etc. And let us ask ourselves, when it comes to our dini education, when it comes to that maktab, do we search for the best maktab to put our child in? Or we say that which is most convenient we will enroll the child there. Similarly, we look at how many hours a child spends in school. A child will spend in school six to eight hours daily, only learning the secular subject, only learning the academic for material success. And how many hours does the child spend in the maktab? Two hours daily. Only two hours daily the child will spend in the maktab. This is similar to the mentality of the Arabs of Jahiliyyah, in which they would allot a share of their crops to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they would allot another share of their crops to the idols which they would also worship. And whenever there was a shortfall in the portion of the idols, then they would take it from the share which was allotted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they would present it before the idols. So similarly, we need to introspect and ask ourselves, that we are giving so much importance to material success, so much importance just to make that child a money-making machine. But are we giving that importance to the dini education? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in a hadith, إِذَا مَاتَ الْإِنسَانِ That when a person passes away, إِنْ قَطَعَ عَمَلُهُ إِلَّا مِنْ ثَلَاثَةٍ That all his actions come to an end except three things, إِلَّا مِنْ صَدَقَةٍ جَارِيَةٍ Some form of sadaqah jariyah which he has done, whether it was he donated to some masjid or he had put up a water well, a borehole, some form of sadaqah jariya in which people are continuously benefiting, that will continue on his scales of reward even after he has passed away. Then the second thing Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, O ilmin yuntafa'u bihi, or some form of knowledge which he has passed on and people are still deriving benefit from it. So that was the second thing. That some form of, of uh, advice, some form of dini, Knowledge you have passed on to the next person, that person is practicing on it, he is passing it on. Similarly, you are continuously gaining the reward for that. And the last thing Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had mentioned in this hadith, صَالِحٍ يَدْعُوا لَهُ Or is left behind a pious child who will make dua for him. And ulama explain one is dua he will make for his parents. But just by him being pious, automatically the rewards on the side of his parents are escalating. Because who has given him that dini education? Who has given him that correct upbringing? It's his children. So they have passed on, you as parents have passed on these beautiful qualities to that child. So continuously and perpetually you are gaining reward. So if we are not going to invest in our children, we are not going to invest in the best dini education for our children, then after we have left the world, how are we going to gain reward? Then we are in that qadr and in need of every single type of reward, and we have not invested in the child, rather he is just a money-spinning machine, then what reward will we accumulate? And unfortunately, some of the repercussions of this, the repercussions of giving so much preference to material success, so much preference only to the secular side of education, is that the dini education then suffers. As I had mentioned, the child only has two hours daily of the maktab, and yet 
from that two hours, we are still sealing that time that when the child has a doctor's appointment, it won't be in the school time, it'll be in the maktab time. When the child has some sports activity that he needs to take part in, in which time is getting sacrificed? Again, it's the maktab, it's the madrasa time. And the repercussions of this is that the day when the apa is teaching the child that Adam salam was the first man and he is our father, then the child wasn't there because he was ascending some extramural activity. However, in the school when the child is being taught that monkeys were our grandfather, monkeys were, was, were our grandfathers, then the child is all ears, he's attentive. Then we ask ourselves, why do we find that the child's beliefs are going off? We find that the child's beliefs are going off. Why is the irtidad, etc. in society? Because we've given preference to the material success over dini success. Then this is the outcome. A few years back, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed me with the opportunity and I addressed some high school boys in one of the prominent schools. And after I had spoken to them, before I had gone to speak to them, I was thinking, now what should I speak on? Should I speak on some intellectual topic, maybe to appease their minds? But then I thought to myself, I'll speak on something extremely simple. Just on the laws of ghusl. What necessitates ghusl? How does a person make ghusl? Simple, elementary, taharat. All our ibadat is based on this. So after I had finished off, just about three or four days later, one parent phones me up and he says, Moana, when are you coming back to address the boys? So I said, I'm not sure someone else will probably address them in the near future, maybe after a couple of weeks. He said, Moana, please, we want you to come back and speak around the same topic, wudu, taharat, salah, etc. So I asked him, why is it that you want me to speak on that? He says that my young son, who is in grade nine, he tells me that today Moana spoke about ghusl, how many boys don't even know how to make ghusl. This is on a grade 9 level and as I'm saying, in our prominent societies, not like it's some far off place where there's no dini established maktabs, etc. So this is the effect that how do you expect the child's salah to be in order if his ghusl is not in order. And this, beloved brothers, is taught in the maktab. Your simple elementary basics of deen, you and I can all testify that majority of the deen we learnt is all from the maktab. That maktab sustains us throughout our lives. All those basic beliefs, the fundamentals of ibadah, the history of Islam, everything is taught in that maktab. It is for us to give importance to that maktab system. Hazrat Mawana Yunus Patel, Rahmatullah Ali, very beautifully used to say that when it comes to this time of the year, then every parent is anxious to find out that his matriculating child, how many A's he's achieved. He's achieved five A's, six A's, seven A's. And they're very proud of that. And he said, MashaAllah, that's a very good thing. But he said that if the child has not attained an A for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has not attained an A for the pleasure of Allah, he has not attained an A for the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then no matter how many A's he has achieved, unfortunately he has achieved nothing. Unfortunately he has achieved nothing. This was the words of Hazrat Muhanna Yunus Patiya rahmatullah alayhi, that the importance of putting the correct dini education into that child, so that lifelong, no matter what profession he is in, he is first a Muslim, then I'm an accountant. I'm first a Muslim, then I'm a businessman. First I'm a Muslim, then a doctor. Then you will find a person will not separate between deen and dunya. You will find when it comes to his financial transactions, it will all be in order because he has not separated deen and dunya. But rather it is one. That my deen, my Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has instructed me that when I am dealing in business, I am fair. I will not rob the next person. I will not cheat the next person. All this is because of a firm deeny grounding. So the importance of this deeny education, we shouldn't be taking it lightly. Going back 
to the dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam. So Ibrahim alayhi salam's dua as I had mentioned was that the first dua he had made so that they, so similarly those parents now who will be sending their children out into the universities or maybe to a different province etc. Are we putting the correct Dini education before sending them out? Is our dua that they must only succeed and attain their degree and thereafter go on to become successful in the dini sense, in the material sense, or rather we are putting the correct dini education into that child. We are making sure his salah is in order. We are making sure all his dini activities are in place, that there is a masjid close by, he's performing his salah five times in the masjid. We are checking on all those things before we are sending him out. And this is a lesson, remember the Quran in Majid is for all times and all places. So we can draw from this dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam, that whenever we are sending our families out for some endeavor, for some form of uh, new phase in life, then we should ensure, we should make sure that the deen is secured. And make intense dua for this, that Ya Allah, I'm sending them out. Ya Allah, you preserve their deen. And whatever deeny education we can still pass on to them, we should continue passing it on. A few months back, I had asked some students that how many of you, and now remember these are big students, not small. These are all grade 10, 11, maybe Mutsik also. I had asked them that how many of you all know the du'as for Janazah Salah? From a, group of, from a group of about 12, only two knew. Only two knew the du'as for Janazah Salah. So I had further gone on to ask them that if tomorrow, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve your parents, but if tomorrow your father or your mother has to leave this world, what will you do? They said, we don't even know how to read the Janazah Salah. So we will just... Follow, go through the motion. Simple things like this, beloved brothers. So the importance of knocking this dini education in. And please do not sacrifice that dini maktab time. Do not sacrifice that dini madrasa time for that extracurricular activity. Nowadays we find in the child is not coming to madrasa because once a week they're going for ballet classes. Once a week they're going for ballet classes. Unfortunately we are losing the plot. And then we ask ourselves that why is the ummah suffering? Our brothers and sisters are, are being massacred and murdered in Gaza, etc. But there's nothing we can do. Like the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In a lengthy hadith, it explained that a time will come when you will be large in numbers. You will be large in numbers. But you will be like the debris, like that froth which flows on the flood water. Sahaba radiallahu anhu asked that why will this be our condition? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that love for this dunya, extreme love for material comfort, material success, and a dislike for death, then this will become the condition of the ummah, that they can do as they want, but there's nothing for us in response. Nothing we can do. So the, the solution is that we come back to true Islam. We, we ourselves practice on deen. We lead by example. If we are not too long ago, one parent came to me and he told me that, Moana, why, why aren't you explaining to the youngsters that they should cut the hair in the correct way? They should cut the hair according to the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I told him, no, inshallah, I will speak to them. But then I told him how difficult it is when the parent himself's hair is not correct. How, how difficult it is that you are telling the child, but the parent himself. So the importance of the parents leading by example. You want your child, you want your child to perform five times salah in the masjid. You have to bring him to the masjid for five times. So like that, whatever dini education and values we are passing on to the child, we ourselves need to practice it and then you will see the effect on the child. And just in conclusion, some of the things that we can bring into our lives and improve our deen as well as the deen of our children. 
One is our five daily salah must be performed. Come what may, whether fajr is early, we shouldn't be feeling sorry for the child. If the child slept late now, and then tomorrow he has school the next day, and how he's going to wake up for school? Remember, you need to stand before your Creator before you go to school. You need to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the importance of five times daily salah in the masjid with jama'ah. Then the second thing we can do, and especially now in the holidays, bring it into our homes, is some daily quran majid in the home. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has explained in one hadith that that home in which the quran majid is not recited, it is as though it is like a graveyard. It is a graveyard, lifeless, no life in it. So some form of daily Qur'an in the house, every morning we should encourage the children to recite Yaseen, all the needs of the day are, take, are, are taken care of. And similarly, some form of quran majid every day. The third thing we can do is speak about some dini topic daily, whatever it may be, something related to akhlaq or something related to some laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So take out that time to speak about some dini topic daily. This inshallah will definitely have an impact on us as well as uh, our children. The fourth thing we can do is, once the school starts, etc., that take a keen interest in what the child is learning in school, whether they are learning different things which are against their beliefs, etc. So you can now put the antidote and teach them what is the correct belief. So the fourth thing is the importance of taking an interest in what they are learning and then giving them the correct belief. The fifth thing is bring ta'aleem into our home. Some form of ta'aleem daily, whether it is a fazaya amal, riyadu salihin, some form of ta'aleem where we speak about the virtues of doing good actions. This will serve as a motivation for us as well as our children. And the sixth thing in conclusion, as I mentioned, we should never ever sacrifice the dini education of our child. Do not sacrifice that time. Make sure you invest in that dini education of the child. Because when once you have left this world, then your rewards will perpetuate because of the good deeds of that child. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil